episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. Very much appreciate the people at Pella. Great group to work with. If you're thinking about a new window or new front door, now is the time. Pella can provide window and door solutions to any home. Make your window or door dreams become a reality with the help of Pella. Check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. So this has been an extremely difficult week or so uh, in the history of our country. The tragic murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis caused by a police officer taking a knee into his neck for nearly nine minutes has sparked protests and riots from city to city and coast to coast with National Guards flooding the streets and curfews being implemented in a lot of different cities. And, you know, as the situation continued to heighten, I decided that doing a sports podcast just didn't feel right on Sunday slash Monday of this past week. You know, talking about sports during a time like this just kind of felt tone deaf to me and kind of just felt wrong. In my opinion, there should be one conversation going on right now, and that is the conversation about racism and racial inequality and racial injustices. In my opinion, if the conversation isn't about that, then you should probably just hold off. Now, sure, is there an argument for an escape being needed? I guess. But maybe, maybe we shouldn't be escaping that conversation right now. And that's how I felt on Sunday and Monday morning. And that's how I still feel now. And, you know, during this past, you know, seven, eight, nine days or whatever it's been, as I've kind of reflected, I've wrestled with my own thoughts and what to say and what to do and and how to even approach my podcast. You know, what should I do with whatever little platform I have with this this podcast. And what I ultimately decided to do was this. I think one of the ways to help change behavior and, and thinking is to listen and learn from a black person's perspective on their past, how they're feeling, and how they view things. Because the pathway to empathy and compassion is listening and learning. So that's what I wanted to do. Get, you know, give certain uh, black friends that I have the opportunity to express their feelings and thoughts on a bunch of different things regarding racism and the events of the past week. And on the pod uh, today, on this pod, is my former roommate at Creighton and teammate at Creighton, Anthony Tolliver, Afri- African-American man from Springfield, Missouri, who has traveled the world and has now played over a decade in the NBA. And he's seen a lot. Uh, Anthony is married to a white woman, Jessica, who is just the best. Uh, I, I was able to be around when they started dating and everything in college. I mean, Jessica's the best. Uh, Anthony's also a father of four. Uh, and you know, Anthony's a guy that is smart. He's compassionate. He's caring and can speak to a lot of what's going on in our world from the African-American perspective. Anthony Tolliver is one of the kindest human beings I've ever known, and this was a great conversation. Little inside baseball. I I wasn't sure if we would just get right into our chat when I called him up uh, or if we would kind of, you know, set up anything and, and chat before we hit record or whatever, but I had it recording and we just kind of started rolling because Anthony launched a website called uh, thegreatchallenge.com. 
And uh, I, I asked him about that right off the top, and he just kind of lays lays it all out. And so I decided, you know what? We're off and running. We're going. Uh, and he, he's going to be able to expand on the greatchallenge.com and all that. But uh, I wanted to give some context to the start of our conversation. This was tons, tons of, of really interesting, uh, insightful stuff from Anthony in, the, in, uh, in this chat. So let's get to it. Here's my podcast conversation with former Creighton Blue Jay, current member of the Memphis Grizzlies, former roommate and friend, Anthony Tyler. Yeah, so uh, we're launching um, it's going to be a website, it's going to be a challenge, uh, it's going to be an Instagram page. Uh, uh, it's called it's called The Great Challenge. And um, the thought process behind it is, um, you know, obviously when you bring black and the color black and the color white together, um, you create gray, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, our thought process and, and where we're coming from is this is, you know, honestly, like as black people, we've had to learn, how, uh, you know, the white culture and and like everything that has to do with, you know, being in America to succeed. Right. Right. And to have. And so we understand, uh, you know, you know, the, the average uh, white person's life, like what it's like and everything else. Uh, I think that a lot of the the empathy that is lacking um, for black lives is from lack of understanding and lack of perspective uh, of where, uh, what, what, where we're coming from and what, what experiences we've experienced. Um, not only just us, but our fathers, our grandfathers, our uncles and cousins and, and everybody else that uh, came before us. And we have uh, a very different perspective of what the United States is, of where the United States is and where we're, we're going. And I think that that's what the great challenge is all about is, is having people that don't have any clue what the black experience is like, um, have the, have the ability to, uh, educate themselves on what it, what it is. Yes. Um, and, and for us, it's, you know, we're like, well, what's the best way to, you know, educate someone. And we're like, yeah, well, there's books and there's articles and there's different stuff. But we're like, you know, honestly, like movies, visuals, um, are maybe the most powerful, uh, more than you reading a 400 page book. Plus, that 400 page book might take you, you know, a month to read, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on who you are. Whereas you can watch, you know, you can watch 13. Uh, documentary on Netflix in an hour and a half and get uh, a whole lot of perspective of why whenever I see um, a black man get choked out by a, by a white police officer on the ground, it sparks a different set of emotions than it would for a white guy, period. Yes. Right? Um, it's because I've seen that over and over and over in in the history that really doesn't get shared in the United States because it's hard. It's uncomfortable, but it's the truth, right? It's exactly what happened for years and years and years, but it's not something that, you know, if you're, if you're a white guy and you're, and you're, and you are the head of education of, you know, all of Missouri schools or all of Nebraska schools, 
why would you highlight all the times where white people were, you know, mean or deadly to other races? Why would you do that? Right? You're going to avoid that, right? As, I mean, honestly, like, it, it makes sense, right? I, <laughs> you're embarrassed, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so why would you highlight that? But it's like all that stuff is still a part of American history. Yeah, it's, 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 it happened here in America. So why, why are we not learning about these things in American history? We, we've learned about the, the, you know, the more feel-good um, black American history. But we don't really learn about the stuff that's like, that's traumatic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And honestly, that is the stuff that we feel is super necessary for people to see. And this is for people that want to, that want to understand, right? There's going to be hella people that are going to see what we're doing and they're going to be like, oh, here we go again. Right. right. Cool. That's fine. Like if, if you don't have any empathy or want to learn about my experience, and about my father's experience and about my grandfather's experience in this country, that's on you. That's fine. Like, like, uh, like, are, you know, are we cool? Like, I'm, I'm still going to treat you with respect. That's, that's who I am. But like, I'm not about to be, that's, you're not about to be my boy. You're not sure. going to be willing to, you know, at least try to learn, you know, why I am who I am, or why I am the way I am. Right. right? Yeah. Um, and why, and why I'm reacting the way I'm reacting. Like, you know, this is bullcrap. I know we can get started, but. No, this is, no, we're going, <laughs> this dude. This has been great. We're this going, we're going. This is, you know, it. thought process of people yeah. saying, oh, you're in the NBA, man. You've got all this money. You're like, what? You're not, this is not your experience. It's like, bro. <laughs> it's like, I'm still a black man in America. Like, like yes, have I been shielded from a lot of this bullcrap? Absolutely. But there's a reason why there, there's a reason why 99.9% of black people feel the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not, this isn't just coincidence, bro. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's, it's just like, bro, yeah. it's just like, it, 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 we, we felt like it's been, we've been talked about on, you know, uh, what do they call it? On deaf ears or whatever, right? Yeah. When people say, deaf ears. Yeah. I'm just talking to a brick wall whenever I'm talking about, you know, how things are different for me than they are for you whenever I get stopped for from uh you know by a cop. Right? Yeah. Like it's just falling on deaf ears for so long and people are like, you know, tired of it. It's like, nah, like, nah, this we about to do something now. Like we about to change something. Something's gotta go. Yeah. No, you're uh and we're off and running because that was great. Uh uh, that that's a good way to lay it out. I mean, because like to your point about like you know people being like, well, you've been you you're an NBA player. What are you talking about? Like, because I've thought about that from from like I've just done a lot of thinking on for, about everybody should be thinking about themselves and internally reflecting and like how they feel. And you know, one of the things I realize is sometimes people like sometimes like I don't need to be I don't need to have cancer to try to fight cancer. You know what I mean? Like right. I don't need to have been abused as a child to try to band together and change and fight against child abuse. Like you, you, you can, if you care about it, that should be motivating enough to, to band together and do something like you bring up. That's right. This great challenge sounds like exactly what I, why I wanted to get you on is like, I I've been fortunate enough to go to Lawrence, Kansas and be in a locker room with nothing but black guys, you know, with, and then, then I live with you for, two years, you know, a black guy from Springfield, Missouri. And 
you know, I was in a bubble, not to say I was in a racist bubble, but like growing up in Lincoln, Anthony, it was everybody looked like me. They came from a family like me. Their house was like mine. Their financial situation was like mine. And like all it takes is for you to get out of that bubble for like five seconds and try to listen, learn and get to know. And that's where it all starts to me of like the, the better you can understand Anthony Tolliver or Jeff Day or Nick Porter or Johnny Mathis or whoever, the, the better, the more you will understand their perspective and how they feel about things. And to me, the, all empathy begins with understanding. And I just think there's oh, a, a huge void in that regard. So yeah, I think this, this, what you're doing sounds great, man. Yeah. So it's, like I said, it's, it's to me, the, the base of all of this is education, right? Yes. And whenever, whenever I, uh, I look at, um, uh, you know, when I look at, let's say, you know, the average white person from average white America, you know, like, like you said, like, uh, and I'm not, it's obviously it's not any sort of burn. I'm just saying. No, like, use me. Period, like, yeah, you, you can know, use me. Like, Nick, yeah. Like, like, Nick, like you, like you said, average white American town, Lincoln, Nebraska, right? right? Around average white American families that have an average American white life, right? Yep. Like, I don't expect you to understand, like, my perspective, right? I don't. <laughs> Because you, you've never had to live it, right? Now, you obviously have a different, you know, um, experience base than others because you're able to live with a black person. You're yeah. able to be around black people at a lot higher rate than probably most average American mm-hmm. white people, sure. right? Um, so you probably have a different level of, I mean, you see, and this is, this is what, what I'm getting at. When you see George Floyd on the ground, being choked out, you can imagine that being one of your friends. Yeah. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had close relationships with African-Americans, right? And and so, whenever I see him on the ground, I see myself, right? So, there's a difference between you seeing somebody else and you seeing yourself, right? So, if you see yourself, I think that is where, whenever that's whenever you feel like you're obligated to do something about it, yeah. right? Um, and then whenever you can see somebody else, um, that also can incite you to do something about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're trying to do with the Great Challenge. That's great, right? man. Is to, to get people who don't look like us to – you, you might not ever see George Floyd on that ground and put yourself in his shoes, right? You might not ever see that as your experience because, you, you know, I, I, you know, I, I know – I don't know of uh, one black person, and I, I don't know all the black people in the world. <laughs> I, I, to this day, I do not know of one black person that's never been, you know, falsely accused of something that they did not do and either got arrested for it or almost got arrested for it or whatever it may be, right? And once again, not saying that white people don't get mistakenly accused of things sometimes too. I'm just saying that doesn't, to me, I have never been exposed to that being the average experience of a white person. Agree. Right? Agree. Um, so so the so the great challenge is about is about people who don't look like us to get uh, a glimpse into some of the things that we've either A experienced ourselves or B uh, seen other people experience that look like us, right? Yeah. And the great challenge is all about, like I said, educating and um and 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 sharing and empathizing right yep. and so 
it really, we want to do something super simple, right? It really comes down to, you know, what's the easiest, most efficient way to um, create um, um, uh, a, a platform where, where people can actually learn, but also, um, you know, incite that, that um, emotion that we're trying to incite with people because it's like without empathy, you can never really walk alongside somebody without under, without some sort of understanding and some sort of uh, ground to be uh, um, have agreement on. Yep. Right. Yep. You can be a you can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat, but if you look at this and you say, you know what, like there's something wrong. I don't know what it is. There's something wrong, and it needs to be fixed. Then you you should be in the gray area, right? No doubt. Because the gray area is is where we feel like white and black and really you know it, it's you know we're simplifying it to white and black sure, obviously sure. there's a lot more different people than that but simple, simplifying it to white and black to meet in this gray area to really try to go out here and affect change right but, yes um and we, we just basically just got together put our brain together and said what are some of the most impactful movies right, in, in documentaries and shows and stuff like that, that can expose people that, you know, have avoided some of this stuff because it's uncomfortable, um, expose them to some of our experiences, sure. right, and some of our, some of our reality um, that maybe they never understood. That's why, oh, that's why Anthony reacts to this whenever he sees this because this is history, right? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 and then just motivating people to, now it's like, okay, the movies are just kind of like the first step, right? It's like, yeah. hey, we just want a baseline of, of, of understanding, right? We can have a baseline of understanding of why I am, who I am, and why I am, where I am. Now we can move forward and go do these other things that are going to, you know, ultimately benefit us all, right? Because we all, right? Like the people who, are going to be a part of this this gray area, the great challenge. We we all want the same thing, which is hey, we just want a fair shake, right? Yeah, that's you know it. Saying? Like we just want the same exact experience for whenever a black man gets pulled over and a white man gets pulled over. That that should not look differently, right? And and if you think it should, something's wrong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and if you don't think it, if you don't even think that that is the case. Something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, like, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you, you're, you need to do, you know, a little digging because there's, there's some, there's things here that are just irrefutable. Yeah, right? yeah. So, the data's, the data's getting stockpiled, and the reality is they're just starting to dig into some of the, some of the numbers and 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 studies and whatnot. And at this point, I mean, like the, the, if you if you don't want to believe Anthony Tolliver's opinion, like. Okay, well, here are the numbers. Like, it's hard to argue with with some of the, the the stats that are that are thrown out there with this stuff. And you know, I know for me, Anthony, like, I, I would like Jalen Rose said something right when all like about a week ago that really like for some reason it really hit me. He said, "I wish America loved black people as much as they loved black culture." Black culture, absolutely, and absolutely that stuck with me because because it got me to think about like. In all reality, and you know me, like all of my heroes and influences and people I revere the most, they're all black. 
Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, Tiger. Um, you know I'm a hip-hop fan. So Jay-Z, Tupac, Biggie. Uh, I love the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I love Will Smith. I will argue viciously and passionately about for LeBron or Jordan or Tiger or Will Smith, but all of a sudden when when racial injustices get in, in involved, some people then want to go, I can't, I'm I'm gonna take a step back. Like that all of a sudden I'm like, that sounds like sorry, I don't you know I know you don't cuss Anthony, but that sounds like bullshit to me. Right. Right. And and you know, Nick, you know me too, right? Like yeah. I'm I am the least like <laughs> Like I'm married to a white woman, yep. got mixed children, right? And honestly, I think that's the reason why I'm so adamant about this, right? I'm so adamant about uh, about bringing people together, yes, and, and and having a baseline of understanding. And this is, like I said, this is the best way I know how, right? I'm not perfect. I, none of us are perfect. None of us that put this together are perfect, right? But there's going to be people that look at this and say, "Well, well, this is." I don't know, right? Like they're gonna have, there's gonna be criticism, sure, right? Sure, and that's okay. That's okay. Like mm-hmm. because what we are asking, what we're asking is for, you know, honestly, like to be completely blunt, we're asking white people to step out of the comfort zone. Yeah, which is which is something that I've I've never even said that. Obviously, this is a public forum now. Like, yeah, I've never said that out loud. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I just I'm to that point where. It's like, you know what? Like, I'm married to a white woman. Like, but I'm not afraid to say it no more. Like, yo, like, real talk? Like, like if you say, and that's the thing is, it's all about if. Like, if you're not, like, I don't have no problem with nobody, even if they say, you know what? Like, this isn't for me. That's fine. Like, you know saying? Like, that's fine. Like, you, you, you don't, you have, you have, Nick, even you, you know, my, my, uh, my neighbor right now that's running by, he's a 75-year-old white man. Yeah. He doesn't have to do nothing. His life is fine, right? Mm-hmm. None, none of this affect, none of this affects him, right? You know what I'm saying? Like none of none of the ongoing racial profiling, on, ongoing racial injustices that happen, none of that affects him. So he doesn't have to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. This is the great challenge, and what we're trying to do is only for the people. Then, like I said, I hate that it, uh, you know. The part of it is uh, we make it black and white. Yeah, you know, right, but, right. But any, anybody, right? Like anybody that wants to understand and have understanding um, and, and want to be in this gray area of like the gray area of, of change. And like usually the gray, usually the gray area is like maybe used in a different sense, right? Yeah. Oh, it's a gray area. Like, oh, it's not, not white or black. It's in the gray area. Like, almost a bad thing, right? Right. But in this sense, we're like, no, being in the gray area is a good is a good place because we want understanding. We want white people to understand our plight and, and not just say, I'm with you. You know, like if you're really with me, then go learn go learn about some of my struggles and some of some of my my dad's struggles. Like my dad was born in nineteen forty five, bro. So he was twenty years old or eighteen years old whenever Martin Luther King got killed. Right. 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 So it's like, so this is his life. This is my dad. Like, this isn't 400 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, like, that's, that's why, you know, you see there's, so, there's still so much freaking passion for this because, bro, like, my dad was a part of the civil rights movement. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He lived in that. Like, not, he wasn't a kid. He wasn't like a sure. two, three-year-old kid. He was a teenager living in freaking Louisiana. Super racist. 
<laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so, like I said, like, do I have a awesome, awesome life? I do. Has America been good to me in a lot of different ways? Absolutely. None of this is anti-American. None of this is, you know, like, you know, bring this up. The Capulet situation. Yeah, I was going to ask Everybody that. at that point was like, ah, I don't know. Is that the right way? Oh, ah, I don't know. Like, now you look back. And I see a lot of people saying, man, I was wrong about Kaepernick. Sure. You know why? Because guess what? All the people that are saying, oh, this is the wrong way to do it, even though obviously most of the bull crap that's happening is not even the protesters, Amen. right? Yep. Most of this yep. rioting yep. and the burning and all this bull crap, it's not the, po- the protesters doing that, right? But they're saying, this isn't the right way. You should pro- peacefully protest. The president says, peacefully protest are my friends, are the people that I'm behind. Bull crap. Kaepernick was kneeling, you're calling him a son of a bitch. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't don't give me that crap, man. Like this is this is where I'm at, man. Like I'm I'm I accept that I have male privilege in this com- in this country. I have privilege because I have money. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of privileges that I, I I accept that I have, right? And then so what I do is I try to do what I can to combat some of that stuff, you know, give to, uh, give or, or volunteer for, uh, you know, minority women, yep. uh, companies or businesses or gifts to, or whatever. Right. Like a nonprofit single mothers. Like I literally like look at my privilege look, and, and then I say, what can I do with my privilege to affect change for those who, who don't have my privilege? Right. Right. So that's how I approach all this stuff. So, that's where we're at with this whole situation where we say, okay, you know, there's, there's white people in this. Like the only way things are going to change is if white people come along with everybody else and say, we need to change this. There's no way us by ourselves are going to be able to do uh, what is necessary to change, right? Change the things that need to be changed in this country. Period. Yeah. And it should, yeah. And it, and it really, in all reality, like it's funny that this, this shouldn't even be a political issue or a divisive issue in all reality. Like, who isn't, who is against equal treatment regardless of skin color? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it shouldn't be. I know there yeah. are some people that, you know, have deep-rooted things. And, I mean, listen, like, that's that's there. It exists. But it, 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 this isn't yep. necessarily, like, it's that controversial of, like, a of a cause. And, you, you know, it's like the Kaepernick thing, like... I've, I've not like in America, we're, we're really good at muddying up the issue and getting distracted by things that don't have anything to do with the issue. Like when Kaepernick took a right. knee, it, it like it, it was all of a sudden about the anthem. And it's like, it was never about the anthem. Like, that's not what, like, and so we're not talking about why he took the knee. And then even this, like. The anthem, the anthem in the military. In the military. And it's like, that had nothing. That is. Hey, Anthony, never mind the fact that Kaepernick consulted people in the armed forces and was like, how can I do this more respectfully? And they said, because remember, initially he was sitting down and they said, why don't you take a knee? And he he said, okay. So like, never mind that. Right. I mean, and then, and then even this, like. Listen, I can be I can be a, against racial inequality and against looting and destroying property. Like those two things don't have to be at odds. Like that's what kills me is you know you maybe someone could tweet something like oh this you know I'm you know justice for George Floyd I want to see this change or it's like oh so you so you're for 
destroying businesses? It's like, well, of course not. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, the conversation right. goes right. there. It's not, it's, not, it's, it's not one and the same. No. Being, being, being uh, on the side of, of justice is not the same as being on the side of, of, of losing. In, oh, 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 just because I support you know, one thing does not mean that I absolutely support everything that's going on. Exactly. Right? Like, no. And it's like the same thing with police officers. Like people look at people look at uh, this whole situation and they say, you know, um, like it's almost like you either have to be on the side, and that's where the whole blue lives matter right. thing, right. you know, kind of sparks. It's like either you're on black lives matter side or you're on the blue lives matter side. It's like no, I'm on the right side. Yes. Well, who's doing right? It's like it's like if if black lives matter, if there's people within that group that are doing wrong, I condemn them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if, you, if, you're, if, you're doing, if you're killing somebody, you're hurting somebody, I condemn you, just like I condemn anybody that says, oh, well, blue lives matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is because uh, well, if, there, if there's a cop killing somebody, it, unlawfully, like they shouldn't be doing it, then I condemn that. Yes. Now, do I, I don't, I don't, I don't have no problems with cops, no. right? I, Cops are completely necessary. Like, and we need, we need, we need more cops. We need better cops, right? Like, we need cops that that have empathy, right? Mm-hmm. That have understanding of different people's plights, right? That's that's what we need. We need more, right? We need more good people to be cops, lawyers, politicians, right? Yeah. So, I, there's no, there is no. To me, it's it's simple, right? Just kind of to uh, to expand on what you talked about. You said. You say, is it really that far fetched to say that I want to see people treated equally, right? Yeah. It's it's really a matter of this. Take off all the bullcrap, like whatever. Take off the Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter. Take off um, any of the labels, any of that stuff. Take it all back and dial it down to something very simple. It's good versus evil. Right. right versus wrong, right? If you are on the side of right versus wrong, I don't care if you're a conservative or if you're a liberal. Then let's, come on, come, come with me. We're about to go attack what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's, what, that's where I'm at. Agree. I think that's a, that's a perfect, perfect way to put it. And, I mean, is there anything, any, anything we're missing? So I don't want to, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you got a lot going on, and you got the launch of of the great challenge. Like, is there anything, anything else? Like, because my thought, I was like, I, like I said at the start, my thought was like, just get get the right people, the microphone, and say the floor is yours. Is there anything else you want to say, or 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 plug the website or whatever? Like, because I just want to make sure you get whatever you want said out there right now. I mean, honestly, no, I mean, it, the, the website is thegraychallenge.com. Okay. Um, G-R-E-Y. Um, and, uh, you know, we have an Instagram account. Um, and, yeah, I mean, honestly, we just want people to understand, like, that is the basis of what we're doing here with it. the Great Challenge. Yep. Is, is really just we're promoting unity, education, understanding, empathy, right? Yep. Um, and and if you're not for those things, then that's fine. Don't take the challenge. Right? Yeah, right. But if you really want to, you know, understand and learn about someone who doesn't look like you, possibly, right? Yep. Um, and that's the thing is, 
I think this is just the beginning of that, right? Like I've done a poor job of 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 understanding, you know, other cultures, sure. right? I, I feel like I need to do a better job of understanding the Indian culture, of the Asian culture, and different cultures, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I can relate to them more and have more empathy towards what they got going on. Even the African culture, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, bro, I'm I'm black, but I don't, you know, I haven't I haven't done a lot of research on the African culture and, and understanding that to where something's going on over in, in the, the on the continent of Africa, and it's something you know that's like bad. Like, it's almost like I separate myself. It's like, no, they're human. Right. Everybody's, you know what I'm saying? Like, on the same team, like, man. I, so, so I'm, just as, I'm just as guilty as, you know, anybody else about just getting outside of my comfort zone and, right. and, and understanding other people so I can have more empathy. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, TheGreatChallenge.com. Go check it out. I think it's, a, it's, it's an awesome initiative and, and idea and movement, AT. Uh, Appreciate you taking 20 minutes or so out of your day. Uh, go hug the fam for me, and we'll stay in touch, man. Sounds good, man. Appreciate you. My thanks to the good folks at Pella Windows and Doors. And I, I want to make sure that you guys understand that Pella Windows of Omaha and Lincoln, they're following CDC guidelines uh, during this coronavirus situation. They can safely serve any of your window and door needs in the showroom or in your home. All the employees at Pella and the customers are completing a COVID-19 questionnaire as provided by the CDC prior to entering the showroom, entering the office, and uh, any uh, potential customer's home. And all the employees are required to self-quarantine for a recommended 14 days if uh, that individual comes into contact with someone who's tested positive, if they traveled anywhere outside of the Omaha-Lincoln area. Bottom line, they are taking all the necessary precautions to make sure that they are safe and you are safe so you can safely move forward with your window and door needs. And uh, on top of all that, as a result of all this stuff with the coronavirus, uh, Pella is offering temporary special financing options. They are now available. So man, now is the time to take advantage of these special rates and uh, put that value back into your home, and you have that peace of mind knowing that all the necessary safety uh, protocol and precautions have been uh, put into place by Pella, so you know the whole time you can feel safe. Give Pella a call, 402-493-1350, or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Oh, Production.